Hello everyone, my name is Evan Macknick and welcome to another episode of the Happy Monday Podcast, the podcast where we pick some uplifting stories that you may have missed from the previous week. A new episode drops every Monday so that you can start your week on a good note. On this episode, a volunteer officer goes from the homeless shelter to being a Harvard student, veterans get hooked up with a truckload of Girl Scout cookies, and the world's first HIV-positive kidney transplant. A volunteer cop from Queens has gone from living in a homeless shelter to studying at Harvard University, and she hopes to be an inspiration for others struggling to improve their lives. Athena Capobataglia, 18, said she knew that getting a higher education would put her on a path that would change the world. I felt I had to get into college because this is not where I want to stay, said the auxiliary NYPD officer who applied to colleges while living in a shelter. I was like, okay, this is one way that I can get out and maybe in the future get a good job. Capobataglia and her mother entered the shelter system two years ago because they were struggling to pay rent after her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and her grandmother died. It happens to a lot more people than you think, said Capobataglia. All kinds of people end up there for just all kinds of reasons. It's not just because people are lazy. Capobataglia ended up living in a shelter in Jamaica, Queens, where she joined the NYPD's Auxiliary Police, which helps the police department keep the public safe. She started volunteering with the 103rd Precinct. While attending high school in Manhattan and applying for colleges, Capobataglia trained twice a week learning NYPD protocols, procedures, and self-defense. And then, last March, she was accepted into Harvard University, where she plans to go into the field of neuroscience. She's currently at Harvard's Cambridge, Massachusetts campus, and has a job at a local cafe and attends classes full-time. When she's back in New York during school breaks, Capobataglia lives with her mother at the shelter and still volunteers with the 103rd Precinct, and says she might even consider joining the force. When Sean Mabanta... 18, found out he was on the prom court, one of four seniors on the ballot at Liberty High School near Las Vegas, he immediately went to the prom committee and asked to be taken off. Mabanta instead wanted his friend Edgar Hernandez to take his place. 18-year-old Hernandez, who has autism, accepted. The two had become good friends, and Mabanta thought Hernandez should have a shot at winning it. The prom committee agreed, and Mabanta started a campaign. On Instagram and Snapchat, he told his followers, Edgar for prom king. Mabanta said he gave up his spot to his friend because he understands what it's like to feel different. When Mabanta was in 8th grade, he said, he would spend hours each day sitting alone feeling invisible and anxious. When he was in high school, he gained confidence and became a leader and within the school community. Last year, Hernandez became part of the student council, and they started chatting about music and other topics. To cut to the chase, Hernandez won prom king, and he even wore his crown to school, where people gave him fist bumps and high fives in the hallway. The charity arm of soccer team Barcelona has been giving child refugees living in temporary shelters on Lesbos a shot at the game. Soccer training sessions for children hosted at two refugee camps on the Greek island promote dialogue, respect, and tolerance among the young participants, helping to ease stress and nurture friendships. Lesbos was one of the main gateways into Europe for refugees fleeing conflict. Hundreds of thousands of refugees passed through Greece at the peak of Europe's migrant crisis in 2015 and 16. Hundreds of children there have signed up to the Barca Soccer Football Net program since its implementation in July 2017 with the support of the Stavros Niarchos Foundation and the NGO movement on the ground. Children from two refugee camps attend a soccer academy on the island 
where training sessions last two hours and are held three times a week. In fact, a third of the participants are girls. One of them, from Pakistan, dreams of becoming a soccer coach one day. Girl Scouts, troop leaders, and family members visited the Rocky Mountain Regional VA Medical Center on Thursday, where they delivered 12,000 packages of Girl Scout cookies, donated by other customers across the state. Our veterans serve us, and they help keep our freedom, and they keep us protected, so we wanted to give back so they know they're appreciated, said 13-year-old Girl Scout Emma Bacon. Customers purchase these cookies as a donation to the veterans who receive them. Those who want to support the organization, but choose to avoid consuming the popular treats, can buy cookies for veterans as part of the Hometown Heroes Gift of Caring program. The Scouts were able to hand out cookies to people waiting for treatment or working in the hospital all across the campus. The remainder of the cookies will be stored so veterans can enjoy them throughout the year. Other packages will be sent to different VA locations across Colorado. Here's a cool invention. A new study from the Georgia Institute of Technology describes a technique for administrating contraceptive hormones through special backings on jewelry such as earrings, wristwatches, rings, or necklaces. The contraceptive hormones are contained in patches applied to portions of the jewelry in contact with the skin, allowing the drugs to be absorbed into the body. Initial testing suggests the contraceptive jewelry may deliver sufficient amounts of hormone to provide contraception, though no human testing has been done yet. Mark Prausnitz of the Institute's School of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering said, because putting on jewelry may already be a part of a woman's daily routine, this technique may facilitate compliance with the drug management. This technique could more effectively empower some women to prevent unintended pregnancies. The contraceptive jewelry was originally designed for use in developing countries where access to healthcare services may limit access to long-acting contraceptives, such as injectables, implants, and IUDs. However, President says, the technology may be attractive beyond the initial audience. The technique could potentially be used to deliver other pharmaceuticals, though it would only be suitable for skin-permeable drugs that require administration of quantities small enough to fit in the patches. Instead of spending his vacation enjoying the music, drinks, and dancing, 19-year-old Joshua Carraway spent his spring break picking up trash that had been left behind by tourists. Over the course of just one Saturday afternoon, the young man quickly managed to fill up three trash bags. Caraway, who is from Atlanta, Georgia, told a local reporter that it was important to keep the beach clean, saying, Even though I'm on vacation, I could still help out. Caraway's actions eventually caught the eye of Major Paul Acosta from the Miami Beach Police Department. Acosta wanted to thank Caraway by inviting him to the police station to receive an honorary certificate, but Caraway says that he had to travel back to Georgia the following day. So Acosta took to social media to share the act of kindness. And just a little over an hour later, a small group of tourists responded to the post by joining Caraway and helping him to clean. As a means of raising awareness for animal adoption, the state of Ohio has just made shelter pets their state animal. Ohio is not the first to pass such legislation advocating for animal adoption. Colorado, California, Georgia, Illinois, and Tennessee have all made shelter pets their official state animal and Texas and Oregon are currently considering similar measures, according to the Humane Society of the United States. HSUS said in a statement, This designation will help raise public awareness for shelter animals and the many shelters throughout Ohio which are full of wonderful, family-ready pets. Animal shelters and rescues always have a great selection of pets looking for new homes. For the first time in history, a person living with HIV has donated a kidney 
to a transplant recipient also living with HIV. A team from Johns Hopkins completed the living donor HIV to HIV kidney transplant earlier this week, and doctors say that both the donor and the recipient are doing well. People living with HIV haven't been able to donate kidneys until now because there were worries that HIV was too much of a risk factor for kidney disease in the donor. However, Segev and his colleagues' recent research on over 40,000 people living with HIV showed that the new antiretroviral drugs are safe for the kidney and that those with a well-controlled HIV have basically the same risks as those without HIV and are healthy enough to donate kidneys. What's meaningful about the first living kidney donor, who is also living with HIV, is that this advances medicine while defeating stigma too. It challenges providers and the public to see HIV differently, says Christine Durand, Associate Professor of Medicine and Oncology at the University. More than 20 African countries have joined together in an international mission to plant a massive wall of trees running across the continent, and after a little over a decade, it's been a great success. The Great Green Wall of Africa stretches across roughly 6,000 miles of terrain at the southern edge of the Sahara Desert. The region was once a lush oasis of greenery and foliage back in the 1970s. But the combined forces of population growth, unsustainable land management, and climate change turned the area into a barren landscape. Though the wall is currently only about 15% complete, it has already dramatically impacted the participating countries. Over 12 million acres of degraded land has been restored in Nigeria. Roughly 30 million acres of drought-resistant trees have been planted across Senegal, and 37 million acres of land have been restored in Ethiopia. Continuing the wall's development is currently being backed by a host of international governments and conservation groups from around the world, and once the wall is completed, it will be the largest living structure on the planet, three times the size of the Great Barrier Reef. A prize show dog is back with its owner after it went missing from the Atlanta airport. Gail, an American Staffordshire Terrier, went missing on March 24th after being checked in for a flight near the International Terminal. Officials said Gail got out of her crate and went running into the airfield. The airport called in two of their on-staff experts. Stephen Boyd and Jeff Miller are airport wildlife biologists. They are usually tasked with keeping the wildlife off the runway at the property, but they quickly switched gears to help the domesticated dog. An intense search of the 4,700-acre property began almost right away, but their first big break came Sunday when Gail was spotted in a section of the airport known as the Rock Quarry. Boyd and Miller spent all day Monday searching well into the evening, even during a hailstorm, tracking the missing canine. Thankfully, Gail stayed to the perimeter, taking cover in some of the shrubs during the heavy rain and hail Monday night. Tuesday morning, they brought Gail's owner to the rock quarry to try to lure her out. He went down into the rocky area and began to call her name. It took about 20 minutes or so for the show dog to be coerced from her hiding place, but when she did it, it was pure joy. That does it for this episode of the Happy Monday Podcast. I'd like to thank our ecstatic level patron, John Macknick, and our top patron, Rich Macknick. If you like what you heard and want to join them, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash happymonday or on our anchor page. If you can't contribute financially, please rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. You can get in touch on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or if you have a story that would be good for a future episode, send an email to happymondaypodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can leave a voice message on the Anchor page, anchor.fm slash happymondaypodcast. Thank you for listening, and here's the Happy Monday quote of the week from Nathaniel Hawthorne. Happiness is a butterfly, which, when pursued, is always just beyond your grasp, but which, 
if you will sit down quietly, may alight upon you.